0: I'm AJ Hoffman with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Dow Cook surprisingly expected to play tonight. How does Vegas see his impact? We'll see. Steph Curry on the brink of history. Is there a for us to project when history happens? Mike Glennon might play. Jared Goff might not. Doesn't matter. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Radio. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it.
0: I can't do it quite like him. I'm A.J. Hoffman, in for (laughs) R.J. Bell, live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation, as R.J. likes to say two-time Super Contest Champion, Steve Fezzik, in studio with me today. Steve, how are you, my man? I am excellent, AJ. Just a pleasure to be with you, Nice to have you here. And per usual, we have a stacked Thursday with Thursday Night Football later on. And that will be our Vegas lead is Thursday Night Football. And in particular, Dalvin Cook, who two days ago, Dalvin Cook, you would have thought... No chance, no chance. He's a well, guy had a separated so- shoulder less than two weeks ago. He's not playing. Well, it turns out now he is expected to play. It, there, there's a lot to to take from this. First, let's let's set up the game. The Pittsburgh Steelers now plus three and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. Yesterday, you could have got the Vikings minus three. So uh, obviously, there's there's an impact here. The, the Dalvin Cook has moved the number. He moves at a half point. I would probably argue that he's more than a half point guy, but then you consider it was on the three, and plus it was it was three juiced, so three minus one twenty. This might be right. This might be the the right amount of move for a guy like Dalvin Cook. What do you think?
2: Yeah, Dalvin Cook pretty much universally is worth the point. Vegas feels he's worth the point, and like everyone's like, well, wait a minute. Line was three point one essentially. Why hasn't it gone up to four? Because you nailed it, AJ. That three is so important to move. Off of that three to three and a half is a huge tick. And remember, as RJ likes to say, it's not binary. It's not like we're going to get a hundred percent Dalvin Cook just because he plays. He's probably going to be compromised somewhat with the separated shoulder. So he's probably worth a half point And the market has adjusted.
0: This is odd to me because this—I mean, when you think about this, just a random Thursday night football game, and it, but and and really, the Vikings. One of the better teams at backup running back Alexander Madison is is filled in and this goes to show you Dalvin cooks hurt often Because we know Alexander Madison's (laughs) name He's a, a solid backup running back The news tells me one thing Minnesota Is in desperation mode they feel like we have got to absolutely Have our best game here. We have to get this win because otherwise you're not you're not shoving a guy out th- and, and let's just face it, let's say what it is i mean unless dalvin cook is an alien from outer space his his separated shoulder is not going to be healed in 11 days so if he did indeed come here from planet krypton it, it this is possible but as far as i know dalvin cook is a regular human like us even like brad and if that's <laughs> the case 11 days is not enough to to heal up to play an NFL football game with a separated shoulder. Unless, if you lose, there's no point in coming back at all.
2: You nailed it. Loser must leave town game. So coming into this game, both teams big underdogs to make the playoffs. Approximately, and Vegas has odds on this, Pittsburgh's got about a 20% shot. The Vikings, despite seemingly losing every close game this year, they have a 25% shot. So if Pittsburgh, if Minnesota wins this game, they still are an underdog to make the playoffs. But if they lose, they go down to like 10%. Their season's essentially over. They need this game like blood. So does Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, Minnesota with a win, 36% to make the playoffs. So now you go from 1-4 to 1-3. Okay. That's, uh, uh, it's not nothing. You lose... You go from one and four to 13%, which, so now you're talking about one and nine. Time for the coaching staff to start sending out resumes. Exactly. Uh, Pittsburgh with a win, 35%. So it's a big jump for them too. With a loss, 9%. So less than one in 10. So th- this really, and now this game doesn't, it, it doesn't give a t- either team, you know, like a foot in the door necessarily. It doesn't mean that they're suddenly going to be a favorite to make the playoffs, but it is an elimination match. Like the the loser of this game, you can almost mark it down. I mean, unless some miracle happens and they win out. And it's surprising to me the Steelers' odds are as low as they are because that division seems so wide open. And the problem with the Steelers is that
2: their power rating is just so low. I have them rated... Well below an average team, and I made a bold statement a few weeks ago that the Pittsburgh would not be favored in any game the rest of the year, and I think that that's going to hold up. So uh, you look at their schedule, and there just aren't any games that we would expect them to win. So they're really up against it. I got to tell you, AJ, this is an interesting game. I have reasons to bet against both teams in this game. Like I look at the the close results, Pittsburgh is six one and one in close games. So I got one. What they do? They're lucky. Or are they clutch? I'd say it's more that they're lucky. And luck usually runs out on teams. But I tell you this, Kirk Cousins is not to be trusted in primetime at all. And I know our own Mackenzie Rivers just updated this number. Mackenzie, you want to read how Kirk Cousins does in primetime? 9-16 and against the
1: number on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football matches. That is 36% against the spread. Doesn't
2: like the I, bright doesn't lights. doesn't seem
0: good. Does not like <laughs> does, the big bright lights. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert. But I'm not a mathematician, but that doesn't seem good. This is interesting because you could make an argument. Like, we know what the Steelers team is. The Steelers team is, they're not very good. They They know now that Ben Roethlisberger is walking away which is probably honestly the best thing that the Steelers could have heard because now they know, sure, we don't have to make the awkward decision for him. Like we can let him go out a hero, basically. He finishes start and finish his career here. Guys like that are rare. Guys, Eli Manning's another example. Guys who start their career in one place, play their entire career there win championships and then walk away with their head held high. It's a rare thing. And those guys become like they're legends. So the, the fact that Ben gets to do that is great. That said, we know he's not going out on top this isn't a John Elway scenario where, like, I'm gonna pick up the trophy in the next week. All right, guys, it's been real. Love you all.
2: Big Ben, no. my number 27 rated quarterback, and I don't think I'm on, on an it, island. I, I think everyone
0: pretty much has him
2: there. He's better than these rookies.
0: I, I don't, ha- I don't have him. I don't have you on an island either. That that sounds about right to me. He's better than Cam Newton right now. That's,
1: sure.
2: That's that's about it. But I'll tell you this: it's nice this year that Pittsburgh really had no capable backup. You know, and Rudolph sure. is not the answer. So there's no pressure on replacing
0: Ben the he can finish the year. But now now that you know Ben is gone at the end of the year, you know he's he's not coming back, you just said they're not favored in any of their games going forward. We just told you they're fourteen to one to make the to uh, or to win the division right now, which is that's a long shot. But again, I, I do think that division is more open than the odds would suggest, considering the Ravens are still favored and they've got some real issues of their own. Boy, what a red flag. When was the last
2: time when when Harbaugh went for two at the end of the Pittsburgh game? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw a team that's favored? That's the point. With the best kicker in the league, uniquely qualified to win overtime yeah. games, seemingly. asked asked Detroit about that. Um, and they had held the Steelers to 20 points. Nope. Can't trust the defense. We, we don't have any. We, you know what? We don't have any cornerbacks left. We have to go for two in that circumstance. That's
0: got to carry over. We can have no confidence in Baltimore. You can't. And now, I mean, what confidence do you have in the Browns? i mean Baker Mayfield's been a disaster all year. Do you feel good about them? What, uh, Joe Burrow his finger he's got the the mallet finger mate. We don't know what's wrong with his finger. Like <laughs> so there's nobody running away with this division, let's be clear, but it would be it would be a minor miracle if the Steelers somehow won this division and made the playoffs. So with you saying okay, Steelers have 5 games left this season. If they lose those 5 games, they'll they'll end up being 6-10 and 1. Because somehow that the, they tied with the Lions. If they go 6, 10, and 1, they're not going to have a top five pick. They'll probably have a top 10 pick. That's a good place to start when you're looking for your next quarterback. New England was number 15. Looks like they got a winner in the draft, right? Can we agree New England's an exception to every rule? <laughs> like, let's stop, let's stop saying, well, look what New England did. Like it's that's like saying uh, it, like the Browns drafted a bad quarterback. Well, you, you don't draft a quarterback in the first round because look what the Browns do. They keep doing it it's, and they screw it up. That's the Browns. The going, Browns are an exception. The Patriots are an exception, period. Going back Monday night football. Shocker,
2: in wind conditions we've never seen before, <gasps> magically the Patriots wound up having the wind to end the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Anyone that's played football at Northwestern, uh, on the lake knows you want the wind. Trust me, I know. I played an entire game into the winds. We lost badly that in that game. So, and the second and fourth quarter. Who were quarters, you playing, Ohio State? Intramurals. Oh, intramurals? Okay. Uh, same By the way, thing. Eight, eight, people don't know this. AJ is a former quarterback, and he almost took my shoulder off with like <laughs> a Nerf football bomb that he threw
0: the other night. I think that's probably over. That's an over exaggeration, but thank you. So, the Steelers feel to me. I, and again, I, this is a proud organization. They're obviously they're not tanking. That's not what I'm getting at here. But losing now isn't the worst thing for them. Mike Tomlin's not getting fired. Like, they're, that's they're they're going to be okay. Minnesota, whoo, they start losing. They missed the playoffs. Their their coach is probably gone, almost assuredly gone. Well, let's reset preseason expectations. So both of these
2: teams had an over under for most of the summer at eight and a half. They were right supposed to be average teams. So. Pittsburgh is meeting expectations year-to-date, and it's Minnesota with those close losses that is below the expectations. And I think that that's the public feels the same way. If you ask people, they're fairly happy with how Pittsburgh has done, and Minnesota really has been a disappointment.
0: Yeah, if you watched Pittsburgh last year and you said, oh, that's what they're going to do again, you're, you're not very smart. That, that was... <laughs> 11-0. That, that was about the phoniest 11-0 start ever. Like They played every awful offense and every awful defense somehow. every It was amazing their the way it worked for them. You win what's on your schedule, great. But I don't think anybody thought that this was going to be a huge year for them. The Vikings, though, there were some expectations. Like this was a team, that, like you said, they were expected to be average, but... Kirk Cousins is a well-paid guy. Dalvin Cook is, the, is one of the top five running backs in the league. And this is a
2: team that took a whole lot of money. So we judge teams. It's like the stock market. They have valuations before the season started, and all the money was on the Vikings. People were buying into the Vikings. They went from eight-and-a-half wins up to nine wins in terms of an expectation. Remember all the trouble Green Bay had? This is hard to even imagine. There was one day late in the summer that the Vikings became the favorite to win the division. And then Roger says he wasn't going to do Jeopardy after all and he was going to play and that was enough of that and yeah. the Vikings were no longer favored the, the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, and listen, the, the division's been basically wrapped up since week three. There's not much not much drama there unlike the AFC North. But because the Vikings have such incentive to win, it, it like I don't need, I, I, let's be realistic. What, what are the the Super Bowl odds currently on the Vikings? The Vikings current odds to win the Super Bowl are 105 to 1.
2: Oh, they got you know, the cockroaches. Cockroaches. Uh, yeah, is that 1000 to 1? Did they miss it by a decimal point? Uh, no,
0: 105 to 1. Good luck with that. You can that. get 1000 to 1 on the Falcons if you want. Yeah. But 105. So we're not think no one expects at this point that the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. But if the Vikings make the playoffs, maybe Mike Zimmer saves his job. Current, uh, current odds for first coach fired, Chicago's Matt Nagy, the favorite, minus 175. Minnesota's Mike Zimmer, plus 350, second favorite. I, I don't think the Vikings have gone so awry that they're going to fire him in the middle of the season. I think that, but i I do think that if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's gone. You
2: know, and the Vikings are a wise guy, darling to bet on. In Zimmer, we trust. We used to say here's a uh, team that for a long stretch, Zimmer was 60% against the spread, so just had a tremendous... um, And that's really how you measure a coach, not by the win-loss record, by the the against-the-spread record, because that really measures how well a coach does versus the team's expectations, not versus, obviously, if you inherit a great team, yeah, they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games.
0: And obviously, the players' interests are aligned here. All these players feel like Listen, this is a team that can still make the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe they're naive. Maybe everybody thinks they can make the playoffs until they're officially eliminated. I don't know how NFL minds work. Uh I I know, like when I was a kid, if I was on a team that was four and ten, I, I could figure out pretty quickly, man. Our team stinks. We're not going to win the championship this year. Like, But I don't know if these these world-class elite athletes view life the same way. I, I don't know. But what I do know is Dalvin Cook, There, no one would say, oof, Dalvin Cook kind of wussing out here, right? It's a pretty soft move, not playing 11 days after separating your shoulder. Big game. He should have been out there. I don't think anybody would have said that. He He could have not played. And none of us would have said boo because none of us expect him to play because he's a normal human. And there's a whole lot of other normal
2: humans that aren't playing. Adam Thielen and seemingly and right. half the defense—they've got Minnesota so decimated, you know, with injuries that um, the, the bottom line is I'm. If I had to bet this game, and we'll break this down the D-block, I I do have a best bet on this game um, at the end of the show on a prop bet. But if I had to bet it, I'd still bet Pittsburgh, even with
0: Dalvin Cook being in. But if Dalvin Cook, who, like, like I said, no one would give any grief for sitting out, if he's willing to risk it, you know this game's important to Minnesota. You know it. Because, he, like I said, no one would say a word. He could sit on the sideline. He could put on a big... I guess they play indoors. He wouldn't need a big purple coat. He could just put on like a, uh, a purple sweatshirt and a beanie hat like Aaron Rodgers and stand on the sideline. And they'd show him a couple times during the game, and then they'd say, boy, the Vikings sure could use the services of that guy right now. <laughs> and, but that would just be what it was. But everybody would say, well, listen, he's got a separated shoulder. What are you going to do? He is playing 11 days after his arm popped out of socket that's a bad dude and and that that tells you this is not just a regular thursday night football game to the vikings which is why i've got no appetite to bet pittsburgh here even though obviously they're in desperation mode as well the fact that the vikings feel like they're they're pushing all their chips in the middle of the table right now and saying it's now or never oh, that that's that's the, kind of, that's the kind of team you don't really want to bet against. You know what I mean? Fortunately, we don't have to bet the side. We can bet other things. Now, that is, that is something to look at there. And fortunately, this isn't the only football game happening this weekend. There's a ton of them going on. And we are going to, on the other side of this break, we'll take our first break now. On the other side, we're going to take a look at some of the big games of the week, get some thoughts from Steve Fezik on those, see how, uh, how you can look at these things and how you can maybe make some money. Uh, off, of those, off of those big games this weekend. Uh, all that and more coming up next. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox
1: Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with an event show. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out again, I'm
0: AJ Hoffman in for RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has more than doubled in the last year plus, and that's because of you spreading the word. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for "Straight Out of Vegas" here on the Strip. It's 58 degrees, and the neon is percolating. I like I like that word percolating. Yeah, get me some coffee. I don't even know what it means, but I kind of like I kind of liked it. In Chicago, it means dancing. Oh well, that's what yeah, that's what I meant by it. Obviously, McKenzie, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for proving, thank you for proving me right. Mm-hmm. When I'm in RJ's chair, I like people to prove me right. <laughs> thank you, McKenzie. You won't be docked hundred dollars today. Maybe. Uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's take a look at the biggest games coming up this weekend. Let's start with the local team here, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Kansas City Chiefs. The the Raiders now plus 9.5 at Kansas City. These teams, if you want to follow the the old model of the NFL, it's smart to buy low and sell high, you like the Raiders. If you've watched the Raiders play the last three (laughs) weeks, you want to forget about that buy low, sell high theory. You want nothing to do with the Raiders. Not that the Chiefs have been impressive, but... The Raiders have ju- like it's the wheels are coming off, and now the the axle fell down, and now like the the back end is just there's sparks flying because the there's no wheels, there's no axle, one of the doors fell off, it, there's no steering wheel, now. it's it's insane. <laughs> the Raiders aren't a team I'm looking to get behind, but what do you think on this?
2: The Raiders almost feel like this year, if you, the movie uh, that Denzel uh, was in Washington was in, In Flight, remember yes. when the, the plane, Where's the drunk pilot? Yes, and the plane is crashing, and he somehow, like, inverts it, and he saves it.
0: Yeah, because he, he drank a bunch of scotch, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> and the Coke,
2: but the bottom line is the plane stable, that happened with the Raiders, it looked like the season was just, there was so many bad things happened, and they actually performed really well, but you know what, eventually the plane's going to crash, because the plane's broken, and I think big picture, I think the Raiders are, are in big trouble. What's fascinating about this game is that the Raiders already got crushed by Kansas City, and you could say, hey, fundamental mismatch, the Raiders don't run the defense that gives Mahomes trouble, so maybe we can expect more of the same, and Kansas City keeps having success.
0: I think what you just said there is, is partially true. Kansas, or, The Raiders don't run the same defense. True. the Raider, The Raiders can't run the same thing. That's defense. better said. They can't adjust to that they defense. Don't, they don't have the bodies to do it. I, I Abram is not the type of safety that you can put up there in, in like, a cloud coverage that doesn't work for them. He's a, a box safety. He's a, a banger. And fundamentally, Gus Bradley doesn't believe in, in cover two. That's what – like, he is a cover three guy. That's, that's what his whole deal is. He, guys like that, Gus Bradley, who's been in the league for how long? has got a Super Bowl ring. Not as a head coach, God, no. Mm-hmm. But has a Super Bowl ring. Those guys are not quick to change their stripes because something doesn't work once. Fair enough. And the, the Raiders, they caught the Chiefs at the time where it looked like Everybody was gonna beat the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs looked like they were the the one who, you know, were having to lay in the flight lay the plane <laughs> drunk. Like the the Raiders were looking really bad. And then they caught the Raiders and it was like, okay.
2: Whew. Everything's been fine for them since you know. One thing I want to go back to that no one seems to be talking about last year. The Raiders went into Arrowhead, and I know RJ was all on top of this. After the Raiders upset Kansas City and Arrowhead, and think about how good the Chiefs were last year, they took a bus ride all the way around Arrowhead. They circumnavigated Arrowhead Stadium like Magellan on a (laughs) victory lap. And that's the sort of thing got out in the media. Normally, when you have a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite that crushed the team earlier in the year, they might be lacking for some motivation. There's not going to be any lack of motivation after that. If Kansas City has their chance, they're going to stick it to our
0: Raiders. The Raiders' best uh, best player, Waller, Darren Waller, seemed – I don't know that he's out, but he's doubtful, certainly. Uh, did not practice again yesterday. Uh, it's hard for me to trust the Chiefs' offense in general, but – oh, uh, they put up zero practice reps for Waller since Thanksgiving. Oof. So and he's let's just so say, important. Without rugs, you have got no one to stretch the defense. Um, well, Deshaun Jackson has actually done a good. That's job. That's a good
2: point. That and but, he has some and, of the most Hunter exciting
0: Hunter Renfro is like a nice. He, he's a nice PPR guy if you're in fantasy. Never but, drops the ball. But if you're looking for like the playmaker, it's Darren Waller. He's yes. the guy. He's the guy that Carr can lean on. Him not being there, this is this is not going to be. And they, they can't run the ball. They stink running the ball. Here's the stat that blew my mind the most in the last eight games. This is how bad the Chiefs' offense has been. They've had a positive EPA per pass play two of the last eight games. So what that means is in six of the last eight games, every time Patrick Mahomes dropped back to pass, the Chiefs' likelihood of scoring went down. Which, what? That doesn't make sense, right? But that's what's been happening. One of the two games that they had a positive was against the Raiders, where he had an EPA of plus .565 per pass play which means every time he dropped back he was basically adding more than a half point to the to the Chiefs total so that's how that's how successful Mahomes was against the Chiefs so maybe our takeaway from this game may well be
2: don't overreact if Kansas City crushes the Raiders in this game and say hey Kansas City's back.
0: The offense isn't back because of if they if you beat up this team that's fundamentally built not to stop the Chiefs it doesn't tell you every it doesn't tell you the whole story about what the chiefs offense is right now because the the chiefs offense is still not very good this year it's not
2: and and a lot of guys way smarter than me have broken down the mechanics of mahomes that were unconventional a couple years ago and now they're just outright flawed this year
0: the next best epa on the season it was 0. .25 per play that was kyler murray mahomes against the Raider was was better than twice as good as mm. that that's how good, so that's the the best epa quarterback performance of the entire season bottom line is I could
2: certainly see Kansas City blowing them out, but the line reflects that I've got no action on this game. The
0: Washington football team catching four and a half points at home against the Dallas Cowboys. So I went
2: head to head against RJ on this one. And uh, AJ, I know you're on my side here as well. I'm on the Washington football team. I think this is a team that their defense let us down completely the first half of the year, but post by and I'm not really sure why this defense, maybe people are staying in their lanes better, been much better, been holding opponents to under 18 points per game, 4-0 the football team, doing it with defense, and now they get a Dallas team that's dinged up. Dak doesn't look right to me. Pollard is injured. I'll take my chances with the football
0: team. The football team has fundamentally like been – they've said, you know what, we're going to run the ball. And a lot of it came when Antonio Gibson got healthy. They said, we are going to run the ball. And in this, in this particular game – Again, I'm not a meteorologist. (laughs) I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But there's over 50% chance of rain. Temps in the low 40s. Wind gusts in the 20s. That seems like it's built for the team that's running the ball well. Not the team with the three great wide receivers. Right. All the wide receivers are healthy. That's great. Dak still doesn't look like Dak. Zeke Elliott still got a banged up knee. And now Pollard's missed the last two practices. His foot is not right. This feels like a good spot for, for the football team here.
2: I think it's going to be a really close, competitive game, and and this is amazing. Somehow, Washington, as much as they've struggled, they control their destiny in division. Went out, they got five division games, and they're the champion.
0: And the Cowboys, they ju- they just got a win on national TV, a win and a cover. Saints looked really bad. If you, So if you wake up and you read the newspaper, you say, oh. Cowboys crush the Saints. If you're the kind of guy who places a wager and then just checks your app the next day, you say, oh, got me this money. Way to go. If you watch the game, you are not thrilled about how the Cowboys looked.
2: Yeah, it was anti-Saints,
0: three linemen out, turnover-driven. Yeah. Taysom Hill is fast Zach Wilson, is what he is. He's, he's a walking four turnovers, is what he is. And that's exactly what he gave Dallas, four turnovers. And they still only scored twenty seven points. Did the Saints that, ever score in the first quarter? It sure doesn't seem like. I don't it, does think so. It? I don't think so. But neither does Dallas, as we talked about, yeah. in the you know earlier in the season we had a prop on uh, Atlanta and Dallas first quarter, and those they're two teams that just don't. Oh, do you're well. going to
2: bring that one up where yeah, Atlanta decides to not kick a clinching field goal at the end of the <laughs> first quarter, and uh, they go
0: on to not score the rest of the game. Dallas benefited plus seventeen points. From turnovers against the Saints by EPA, and they only won by 10. Mm-hmm. That's not good.
2: That's not a team you want to invest in. That's what you call a phony cover, and teams with phony covers are rarely correct about on their very next game.
0: We got one more big game that we're going to look at uh,
1: the Bills and the Bucks, but before we do that, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: Imagine you go in as like you know one of the two or three best teams in the country. You've got the the quarterback that everyone says is like the future of quarterbacking in the NFL, and you score like six points per game all season. <laughs> and then and then you're offered multiple head coaching jobs. So
2: what? the wise guys are betting Clemson team total under all year long. They finally lost a couple times like on laterals (laughs) games and the like,
0: yes. Yeah, I remember that thing in that first game, like, oh man, Georgia's defense is so good. They held Clemson down, and then it was turned out like, not that Georgia's defense isn't good, but, and then it's like North Carolina held uh, Clemson's defense down, and then Duke held Clemson. It's, wait a minute, maybe Clemson's offense just sucks. A.J. Hoffman, college football expert at pregame,
2: Ranked number one amongst all the handicappers back-to-back years to prior years. You can just tell. I can just see, hear it in your voice, the emotion, how happy you are talking some college football, which I think we're going to have time, I, time to today.
0: Yeah, it comes up here on my screen. Clemson 14, Georgia Tech 8 on September 18th.
2: <laughs> 14 huh? points against Georgia Tech? Is that a quarter score?
0: That's what you would think. No, they would have never allowed eight points in a quarter against Georgia Tech. No way. All right, let's take a look at the last big game of the NFL and probably the best game on the board this week. The Buffalo Bills now plus three and a half at Tampa. It's going to take balls to bet the Bills right now because there's a lot of people who saw what happened on Monday Night Football and said, oh, now they got to do that against Tom Brady. Oof. And I can't blame them. And I was a guy early in the season, I was very high on this Bills team. I, I, I thought that they their defense was playing so well that even if their offense had fallen off a little bit, which wouldn't have been surprising. I mean, J- Josh Allen played at a, a borderline MVP level last year. If you said he plays 10% worse, but the defense is that much better, oh, man, I was feeling really good about the Bills. And last week, Sean McDermott, who I consider to be a very good coach, looked like a fool. Like he he didn't look like he belonged in the same class as Bill Belichick, which let's face it, who does? Somehow
2: going into the wind to end the first half and to end the second half, not good. But is there a case to be made? for buying low on the bills here i don't think so because here let me make my case why you don't want to bet the bills everyone's like oh we all saw the bills play lousy and now you're getting great value on the bills all right someone has to explain to me where is that value tampa bay they're good i have them my number one rated team i think most people agree the bills they're not as good are they fifth are they seventh are they eighth doesn't really matter i think we all agree they're a in the top 10, not in the top five right now. So if I had the best team in the NFL at home against the eighth best team in the NFL, with a pr- and Tampa Bay has a pretty good home field this year. They've won four straight home games by double digits easily. Their defense has played
0: much better at home.
2: How in the world did this line only open three? I think that was a mistake by the odds makers. I bet it, minus the three. I think there was great value, minus three. If I had to bet at 3.5, I would still bet on Tampa, especially with the Bills' best cornerback being out. Not a good look against these wide receivers for Tampa Bay.
0: That's the thing that we didn't see that didn't get exposed in that Monday night game was Tredavious White, who got hurt two weeks ago, out for the season. They, they put that defense out there against Mac Jones and Bill Belichick in the snow, and they threw the ball three times. I've got to feel – R.J. likes to say there's no locks. I'm going to say it's a lock that Tom Brady throws the ball more than three times. (laughs) Uh, I I shouldn't say that because his head could fall off in the first quarter. The Tampa Bay Bucks will attempt more than three passes in this football game.
2: Brady's going to throw for 300. I'm going to throw out a bonus prop bet here. I'll I'll go Mike Evans, over 57.5 reception yards. I think that the Tampa's going to have a lot of success, and the ball's going to be – in the air for both teams
0: throughout the game. I would expect that as well. I do think this is a possible overgame because we're talking about Tredavious White. I got news. The Buck secondary, which has been a wreck all year, still kind of a wreck. It's getting better. I, I agree.
2: But this is an example of a game. We're going to talk about this concept. The good story, the good handicap, you got to get at the number early. So here's a total that was 52. Now it's up to 53. It doesn't sound like it's a big deal. Every half point matters. And when there's a good story, you want to bet it as soon as possible before somebody else comes in and moves the number
0: on you. All right. On the other side, I want to take a look at this uh, this Army-Navy total and get your thoughts on it. It seems like it's a pretty good trend going here. Um, you think? 15 in a row seems strong to me. But maybe Vegas is on to it. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll break it down on the other side, and we'll get some best bets going on the other side, of course. He's Steve Fezic. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: I'm AJ Hoffman. This is straight out of Vegas. He's Steve Fezik. Let's take a look at the Army Navy game. It's on my bucket list, Steve. The Army Navy game. I'd like to see it at West Point. I don't want to see it in you know in that big stadium in Philly. I want to see it at a small venue. I don't think it'll ever happen. I want them to move it to Miami, and then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Or move it to like September. I'd take that too. The Army, th- you know, go Army beat Navy as. The fellas say. Minus seven and a half against the midshipmen here. The total, though, is the story as usual 34 and a half. 34 and a half. Now, you might say, who would play the under there? And friends, I'll tell you, everybody plays the under. Uh, this has got to be a weird time for the book. Like, okay, we've got to post our Army Navy total. How low do we set it to get some action on the over?
2: Because you can't just take the year-to-date averages of both teams because the memo, the word is out, as they say. When an option team plays another option team, the defense has the advantage. The option offense is flawed completely. It's not a good offense. But you know what? It's hard to stop if you're not constantly practicing for it, which these teams do. So when Air Force, Army, and Navy play each other, you play under and... I believe the streak now, how many in a row has the under hit? 15 consecutive. Since 2006, they've all gone under. So if you start with $100, kudos to McKenzie doing this research. That $100, if you just rolled it over each and every year, McKenzie, what's it grown to? $1.8 in your pocket. Ooh. Will $1.8 even fit in your pocket?
1: I <laughs> don't it will. will.
2: <laughs> in, in the movies, they show, like, have small bills, bring 200000 in small bills in a briefcase. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> um, for, as a guy that's dealt with some $100 bills before, bottom line is... The market has really corrected early in the in, in 2013, 2014, this total was around fifty-five. Then it dropped into the high forties. Then it dropped into the low forties. Last year it was forty. This year it's thirty-four. You know what, AJ? I have always been an advocate. You've got to play this game under. I played this game under, I wish I'd parlayed it, seemingly every year. No longer. I'm I'm reversing at 34. It can be 10-3 in the fourth quarter. You can still get over and overtime. I'm gonna go
0: over the 34. I'm not gonna play it because I, I I'm this is the one game of the year that I find myself emotionally invested in. I'm dead to sports fandom <laughs> until Army plays Navy, and Navy smacked Army around for so long that now I'm like, okay, I, Army's good. I want to see him win. So I'm not bi- I'm I'm biased on this game. I lean to the over though. Navy normally the the service academies run well and they stop the run well. A hundred and first per PFF, Navy against the run. So this is a year that maybe Army could, uh, could run on them. All right, Fez, let's get into, we both have a best bet on our props for Thursday Night Football. You've got the honors. What do you got? Yeah, Pittsburgh wide receiver Deontay Johnson. I am going over six
2: and a half catches. You have to lay minus 150, but this is all about recent usage, and Johnson is just getting more and more targets. His last four games have been targeted double-digit times. He's caught over six and a half passes in each of the last four games. More of the same motts, if you will. I expect Johnson to have another Productive game, so we're going over 6.5 catches for Johnson, minus
0: 150. I'm going to go, uh, and our, thank God RJ's not here because we're both going to have overs for our uh, our best bets. I'm going to go over 22.5 pass completions for Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook being back is great. I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to be 100%. I don't think that he's going to get a full workload, even though they say he's going to. Mo- not necessarily because he's hurt. It's just not good game theory to run the ball against Pittsburgh. You beat Pittsburgh by throwing the ball on them. I think the Vikings will realize that. I think the Vikings will throw the ball quite a bit. I think they're going to have some success through the air. So Kirk Cousins over 22 and a half pass completions is going to be my best bet. Excellent. Two overs from the square team. Look at us. Look at us. A couple of squares. You never thought you'd be on that team, did you, Fez? (laughs) I bet you didn't. All right, guys. If you missed any of today's show, including a breakdown on Dalvin Cook and and how important this game is to the Vikings, I don't think it can be understated. He wouldn't be playing if it wasn't important. You can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time, and we're going to go through every game on the NFL. Board, give you a nugget that you need to know before you bet it. We're straight out of Vegas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Thank-
1: straight out of- Vegas!